Welcome to Refocus. I'm your host, Trevor Wilson. This is a podcast of Sunday school lessons that I've taught, some sermons that I have preached. Uh, I have various guests at different times. Uh, Basically, the, the whole idea is to just kind of refocus back on the Word of God, going back to those Bible stories, studying the scriptures. Let's just, just kind of get out of ourselves, out of our own thinking, and go back to the Word of God and see what He has to say. I love those old Sunday school lessons when we were kids. We seem to have gotten away from some of those, just the bare bones bottom of what the Word of God, the meat and potatoes, if you will. So I hope you enjoy it and pass along and share. Now, let's get to the lesson. Hello, and we're back. Matthew chapter 15. Picking up here in verse 1. This is Steve Wilson. I hope you're enjoying these little um, blogs, uh, I guess is what you call them. Um, I'm just, you know, doing some uh, off-the-cuff commenting as we go through the book of Matthew. As I've always said, that's been my favorite book, um, I don't know, for a number of years. And um, so I just kind of enjoy going through it. I, uh, I hope you can kind of catch the same sort of fire about the Word of God as we do this. So anyway, Matthew chapter 15. Then came Jesus... Uh, came to Jesus, scribes and Pharisees, which were of Jerusalem, saying, Why do thy disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they wash not their hands when they eat bread. Well, you know, in the previous chapters, we had uh, people coming to Jesus to be healed and to... uh, you know, to be able to tap into uh, the wonderful things that he was doing. It was a very positive thing. And, of course, we talked about the fact that so many people, even today, are, are, are coming to Jesus to find, you know, what's in it for me. You know, I want to be healed, not what can I do for Jesus. But nonetheless, the people were seeking Jesus. Now we have scribes and Pharisees. And now they're seeking Jesus. Now, they weren't obviously seeking him before, and they certainly had no interest whatsoever in whatever it was Jesus was offering. They, they, didn't, they weren't looking for spiritual enlightenment or anything like that. In fact, any time he said anything that had any real teaching value, it often contradicted the things they said was, you know, is what we'll kind of see here. Um, but you know it it was uh, it was an insult to them because uh you know they they thought they were the ones that were you know they were the high and mighty they were the ones that they thought everybody should be coming to and uh they just didn't see any real benefit in what Jesus was doing they were more focused on the fact that he was stealing their thunder so they obviously were opposed to him so anyway they come to him um and uh you know, they have apparently witnessed the uh, disciples um, eating and not washing their hands. Now, I don't know about you, you know, I like to wash my hands before I eat, but there are times when I don't get to. And the fact of the matter is, we do it as a sanitary measure. Um, but what they had done is they had uh, taken something that was simply a sanitary measure turned it into a tradition and valued it over the word of God. And when and when you, you this encounter here is really about 
tradition versus the Word of God. Because uh, we, we have things that we do that are traditional. Um, and, uh, you know, perhaps sometimes we uh, are a little too strict with regard to some of our traditional things, the traditional way that we do things. So maybe there are things that we ought to take a look at from time to time, examine them and find out if uh, we're doing things for the right reasons. You know, are we, are we doing it, um, you know, because that's what the Word of God commands us to do, or are we doing these things because that's the way we've been raised. That's what we've always heard is the thing to do. So, you know, this is the real issue, tradition versus um, the Word of God. So anyway, Jesus then, rather than answer him, and he does this, you know, in other situations, he turns this whole thing around on him. When they they say you know for the you know why why are the trans, the disciples transgressing the tradition by not washing their hands when they eat? Jesus answered and said to them. He answers a question with a question. He says, "Why do ye also transgress the commandment of God by your tradition?" I can just see the Pharisees and and so on standing there going, you know, what what are you talking about? I, I don't I don't get it. You know, where where are you going with this? So he explains himself. Verse 4, for God commanded, saying, Honor thy father and thy mother. Now, stop right there for a second and think of what he just said. He's quoting a, a commandment that had been given to Moses, one of the original Ten Commandments. Now, you know, they, they had hundreds of laws that they had uh, extrapolated from the original Ten, that, and they were, you know, they were so grievous, people were obviously struggling to uh, keep up with them all. But here is one of the ones that had been, you know, uh, posted on, on the original stones that Moses um, brought down in the wilderness. Honor thy father and thy mother. It, it doesn't get any more concrete than that, and it doesn't get any more simpler than that, and it doesn't get any more direct from God than that. So he's saying, look, you're going right to the heart of the commandments and violating the very commandment with your tradition. He says, he that curse a father or mother... Let him die the death. He says, if if you're going to violate this commandment, there's there's a uh, um, there's a consequence to that. You know, this is serious business. He said, you you know, the not eating, and not washing your hands when you eat is a small infraction, but you guys are are breaking one of the, my basic ten commandments. Verse five, he says, but you say, whosoever shall say to his father and his mother, it is a gift, <coughs> by whatsoever thou mightest. Be profited by me, and honor not his father or his mother, he shall be free. Thus have you made the commandment of God of none effect by your tradition. Then he calls them hypocrites. He says, Well did Isaiah or Isaiah the prophet uh, prophesy of you, saying, This people draweth nigheth unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain do they do worship me teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Okay, so let's back up for a minute and explain what's going on here. <coughs> it mentions over in Mark chapter 7, I believe it is, this same incident, Mark records it. And and he, he gives, his description helps a little bit more understanding what's happening because 
the the practice was that if if you had possessions, wealth or whatever, um, you could you could declare that a gift to the temple. In other words, you could say, look, this is kind of like a, a will, a last will and testament. You could will everything you have to the temple, so that when you died, everything went to the temple. Well, if you did that by Jewish law, nobody had access to it. Nobody could take it from you. And if, if if something happened in your life that you owed a debt or something like that, you had to pay. They couldn't. They couldn't take your your wealth because it had been declared what they call Corbin. And so they still had access to the wealth for their own personal use. It was just basically, look, everything I amassed during the course of my life, whatever's left over when I die goes to the temple. So they could still use it for whatever they wanted to for their own personal gain or their own personal use. But they couldn't give it away because it belonged to God. It belonged to the temple. So this was a loophole that they were using, and, and they were using it it's to say that, you know, because you were supposed to take care of your your uh, your parents in their old age. You're supposed to care for them. But this was a way that they could get around using their wealth to care for the elderly or to care for their parents. Now, they could, they could keep this money for themselves. Very selfish thing. I don't understand how somebody could do that to their own parents, but that's what they were doing. And so Jesus calls them out on it, and he says, look, what you're doing here is you are breaking one of the, the first Ten Commandments, and yet now you're making an issue out of the fact that these guys are wash, not washing their hands when they eat bread. Um, and, and so he, he points out to them that how minor this whole thing about washing your hands is, um, because, you know, obviously if you don't, you don't, cleanse yourself before you eat you might consume some filth some dirt or whatever may have you know be on your hands and gets transferred to the food that you eat and so i mean i'm not saying i'm not saying don't wash your hands and think it's a good thing to wash your hands but folks let's get real it's a minor thing because what he says here is you might consume some dirt some filth of some sort but he says even if you do uh, he's saying that, you know, what goes in to your body is not the problem. He's saying it's it's what comes out that makes the difference. As he called the multitude, verse 10, said unto them, Hear and understand, not that which goeth into the mouth defileth a man, but that which cometh out of the mouth, this defileth a man. So, you know, when you consume food or whatever uh, your body is, is uh, create has been created with certain mechanisms to separate the waste and expel it through different manner through different means you know but your, your kidneys do that and your intestines do that and you have body parts that do that and it, it dissects the food and it'll, it'll find the nourishment in it and send it where it needs to go and the stuff that's no good it sends to waste and you expel it in some form or another um, we have control over what comes out of our body. And the same thing goes for the things we hear um, and the things we see. Now, tries we might. You, you might try to avoid sin and, and filth and you know nasty stuff, things that you don't want to hear or see, 
to the best of your ability, but the truth of the matter is it's so open and it's getting worse every day, it's impossible to avoid your intake. Um, things are going to go into your body, into your mind even, that you really don't want there. So we have the responsibility then, and, and especially under the power of the Holy Spirit, we have the ability to filter those things out and expel them, and, and they come out the right way, you know, in, in the form of waste, and we get rid of them, um, and they don't come out as a reaction, and we don't have to use that in the wrong way. And, and that's basically what God is saying. Look, there's a lot of things in this world, and including the Ten Commandments. You can't absorb the Ten Commandments into your life and into your mind and into your heart and then abuse them and expect God to be pleased. Um, he says it matters what comes out. I, you know, I think even going back to this thing about the person's appearance, we have a choice over what we want to look at, look like. You know, we, we look at others and we say, well, it seems to be okay for everybody else, but that doesn't necessarily make it okay for me. You know, I need to control what I do and how I look and what I say. And, and you know, we we have the, the ability to take command of that. And, of course, he's calling the Pharisees out on this and saying, look, you guys are being hypocrites. You're, you're trying to dress down my disciples, you know, for not doing something that's minor. And, and you know, it's like the guy that says you, you, you're... you're uh, you're trying to cast out a moat that's in somebody's eye when you have a beam in your own. In your own, it's hypocritical. Verse 12. Then came the disciples and said to him, "Knowest thou that the Pharisees were offended after they heard this saying?" Hey, <laughs> you know, I read that the first time. I well, you know, when, during this study, when I came across verse 12, I saw that, and I thought, "Wow." Is that ever today or not? I mean, everything we seem to do offends somebody. That's the big deal. You can't, you can't offend this crowd. You can't offend that group. You can't offend that party. Um, you got to be. You you need to be more compassionate. That's what the world seems to think is compassion is refusing to offend people. I got news for you, people. There are a lot of things in this life that are offensive. Um, we get offended by being corrected, and, and I say corrected because we do things that are, that are incorrect, and sometimes innocently, but the fact is, correction is a good thing. Um, it's like um, constructive criticism. You know, nobody likes to be criticized, but there is a constructive side to criticism if it's done properly and for the right reasons and in the, in the right way. Um, it, it makes a difference how we go about doing that. It, uh, folks, we can't be offended by anything and everything. Um, they're just, you know, sometimes I even hear guys preach and I hear them say things that to me sound offensive, but the general content of their message is good, and so I, I try to tolerate that kind of stuff. Life's not perfect. People are not perfect. Stuff's going to happen. That's just the way it is, and, and we have the, the ability to filter what goes in and what comes out, and we have the ability to be consistent in doing that and responding in the way that we should. So anyway, uh, I think we're going to knock off right there, see where we're at, uh, verse 12. Yeah, we're going to knock off at verse 12. We'll pick it up next time in verse 13. Hope you're uh, still enjoying this. So God bless, and uh, 
Have a great day.